Hello, hello, and welcome to Adapter Pals, where we take your favourite handsome, swashbuckling scoundrel... No, no, the other one. No, no, the, the other, the other one. Yeah, that one. And we adapt him into video games. My name is Jack, aka A Forgotten Donor, and joining me, as always... It's me, Dustin, aka Dustin. But he's so handsome, though. He is. Oh, Diego oof. Luna... As Cassie and Andor, that's what we're talking about today. Oh, what a handsome man! Like boy, <laughs> he is both youthful and dignified age. Like when he shaved his beard, I'm like, he looks twelve years old and also yeah, like fifty, but a good fifty. Oh, he's he's good. Just he's real good quick, Jack. Yeah, hi, huh? Hi. What? what do we uh? What do we do here on Adaptables? <laughs> I want to talk about handsome men, uh, but okay, I guess I can go into the podcast. You're at Adapter On Adapter Pals, we simp. We oh simp boy, so hard. He's so handsome. Um, here on Adapter Pals, we take your favourite characters, your favourite movies, your favourite TV shows, and we're like, hey, those old, those old days of the movie tie-in game, what if, what if they were back? What if we had... This is a video game, that is a video game. Or hell, vice versa. What if we got video games as movies? And we try our best to pitch our ideal video games based on these properties. In this case, what are we doing, Dustin? So hell yeah. So thank you, everyone, listeners and parents and all that, for joining us (laughs) as we ask the question, and or adaptable? Weirdly specific. (laughs) Everyone and parents. Like, <laughs> I was thinking like um like in high like in primary school when you do like a school assembly and they're like good morning teachers and parents. I don't know, okay. I don't know why I thought of that, but um Hey that's for, hey look you know. these re, we're getting it's coming to the end of the year. We're cut, we're going up the rails. Which hey, Welcome we'll gentles at the end of the show. all. Um Ugh. Uh, so Andor Andor What's Andor? Pretty amazing TV show, or st- it's a technically a web series because it's on streaming. So pretty amazing. Oh, that feels so weird to say, <laughs> but it is. So yeah, it's not probably, wrong. Probably the best thing that's ever happened to Star Wars. You know, classic web uh, web um, series like Salad Fingers. <laughs> uh, you've got the greatest. Oh, and Andor as well. That's yeah, it's, it's it's weird, but it is. Oh, um, it's the best thing that happened to Star Wars. I, the more I watch of it, and I think you said such since a hot the take. last Jedi. That's what you said to me. I said since the last Jedi. I'm thinking maybe ever. Like it's becoming think, maybe ever. I think now, real quick on what Andor is. So way oh, back yeah. in 2016 or way back in 2012, Disney bought Star Wars or bought Lucasfilm, and they were like, "We're not just going to make sequel movies." We're going to make spin-off movies. And it's really oh, yeah. interesting because this is pre-Disney+. Plus, and at the time, a Star Wars TV show was sort of pitched for like ABC, but not Australian ABC, like American ABC. Mm. It would have been like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just think that. Um, that's irrelevant, but like, this is how far we've come. So, Mm-mm-mm. they made Star Wars Episode Seven, made a like a, all the billions. Oh, all and the then, mo- they were also making the first ever Star Wars spin-off film, which is not true because, obviously, the Ewok movies and such, but um, 
the first modern Star Wars <laughs> spin-off film. First one um, in theaters, right? Like, that... which is also not true because the Clone Wars was in theaters. The Clone Wars did um, have the first live action in theater. <laughs> We're getting there. It's like so how it's just... Disney have eight different first ever LGBT openly gay. Ah, uh, oh, yes, of course. So funny because it's yeah. the first one with lines and the first, the first one. one. Oh, first one in um, Pixar. It's the first teenager. It's the first. Yeah. Just include them. Just, it's fine. This isn't time for a rant. No, no, no. No, it isn't. You're right. Um, I thought you were going to so, be like, no, no, go ahead, please. Go ahead, go ahead. No, but, um, so they made the movie Rogue One in 2016, which is like a really, really fun sort of war movie for Star Wars. It's like about stealing the plans of the death. That's like a bit of a spy thriller and everything. Um, mm. really great one and done, everyone died, including Cassie and Andor. Was it great, um, though? I think it was kind of shit. I really... Well, I've seen this movie maybe six times. That's so and that's many just, times. But that's because like, I've watched every Star Wars movie in excess of like, 20 times, probably. Okay, right. Because I love Star Wars, but it's like... Star Wars is good. Andor, I saw it. I think I took my family to see it, and I took my brother to see it. Right, what do you mean? Yeah, Rogue One. Yeah, because he wasn't available, I took the family to say because I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and then, like, I got it on DVD, I've watched it a couple of times since then, but the only time I've hated it... <laughs> yeah. ...was I was watching... So I watched all the Star Wars movies in preparation for The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And then, my friend was like, Hey man, I hate Star Wars. I'm like, you've never seen it, you really should watch it. He goes, alright, I'll watch it. Let's watch it together. Nice. And so, pretty much two weeks after having binged Star Wars, I then binged it again. <laughs> Why did you do um, that? <laughs> because I had watched it. They goes, oh, I actually want to watch Star Wars. I'm interested. Okay. And I'm like, all right, I'll do that. So, it came to watching Andor again. Rogue One. So, it came to watching Rogue One again. And watching I'm like, oh, this really sucks. <laughs> Rogue One, the first two thirds are the most boring yeah. movie you'll ever watch, and then yeah. the final third uh, just rocks so fucking. High. It just, it's so fucking good. It's funny because Solo's like the opposite. I think Solo. I mean, nobody's seen it, but like no one's ever I seen think it. it. But if they had, Solo starts well and then gets just like goes off worse. Um, There's like a um. One of my co-workers was going through Star Wars as well, mm. and they were like, oh, I, I never saw Rogue One, is it worth it? No, he didn't ask me, he was like, I watched Rogue One, and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, what did you think? He's like, it's fucking garbage, I didn't even finish it, it was just so <laughs> boring, I'm like, oh my god, no, stop, finish it. Yeah. Like, I asked where he was up to, and it was basically like, oh yeah, they were about to go on the final mission, like, it was about to hit that last third. Where it gets That's good, so and I'm funny. like, you have to trust me. You got to finish it. He's like, yeah, but I, yeah. it's boring. I'm like, uh huh. Don't worry about the rest. <laughs> Just finish it. And he came back yeah. the next week, and like shaking his head almost in disbelief of just that is a tale of two movies. Everything about that was incredible. And he just yep. listed off like, I love this, and I love this, and this was awesome. And that was cool. Yep. And Vader and it. One of the good parts was Andor, though. I really liked him in that movie. Yeah. He wasn't given so, yeah, that I, much I think, to do, but... I think... I, I like Rogue One. Um, I watched it again recently, and I'm like, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Um, hmm. 
but yeah, it's a bit like whatever. But I like all the characters, and I like how Star Wars looks in it. Um, oh, it looks real good. That dire- yeah, what was that director? I forget the name. But Gareth Edwards. He's but great at Star Wars. Here's the thing. Oh no! And this is where we get to Andor. Well, okay. you no, know, he's good. Like I like his Godzilla and everything, but um. Mm-hmm. And he gets scale as well, like the the walkers in that movie. That was exactly so the shot I'm thinking. Are just yeah. oh, they look menacing. So this is where we get to Andor because Tony Gilroy is the showrunner on Andor. Mm-hmm. Like so, he does the writing and stuff, and I'm pretty sure he's the producer on Rogue One, and I'm pretty sure he's the reason that that movie works. Right. Um, not that Gareth Edwards did like a bad job. Mm-mm. or anything but it's like it seemed like the movie was kind of a mess and then tony gilroy kind of saved it in the edit type thing um right he's the born i didn't realize i looked him up ah he did all the born movies go, that makes so much sense i've thought about watching them um, you haven't recently. watched them no i've never seen a born movie first one the first three are pretty good to memory i think the first one's probably the best one second one's good yeah, okay third one fine there's like five of them, aren't there? Probably. But, um, you know, the fourth one was when they were trying to push Jeremy Renner as the replacement for every character. Yeah. Because he was in that Mission Impossible and he was meant to be the next Mission Impossible, the next Tom Cruise. That didn't work. And they were like, well, maybe he could be born. And it didn't work. It's really funny because he's in like two of the best Mission Impossible movies and then he just disappears for the best one. Is he in um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's in four and five. Oh! Um, I don't think I've seen five. I don't think I've seen five or six. He's not bad or anything. Oh my god. I know. Mission Impossible 6 is like phenomenal. That's the one that's the best action movie ever. Beautiful mustache to simp again. Henry Cavill. Beautiful mustache to Henry Cavill, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wolf. So the the story with Andor. (laughs) Oh yeah, right. The story with Andor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is it's set sort of five years before Rogue One. Mm -hmm. Actually, I believe it's six years. No, it is five years. So it's set five years before Rogue One. It's going to be just two seasons. And it's about Cassian Andor and sort of his adventure leading up to him joining the Rebellion and him, like, where he ends up that he would be on the mission to steal the plans of the Death Star. What I think is really, really fascinating (laughs) is that he's not a good person in Rogue One. Like, he's still a very sketchy... Mm -mm -mm rebel like he kills a guy shoots him in the back and everything and i'm like in this show his character arc is going to be getting him to be someone who would be willing to die for the rebellion not getting Mm. him to be someone who is more than just a cog in the machine i think that that's really really fascinating um i think and just just as an aside when when this was announced i don't know if you're the same Couldn't oh, give I was really excited. two shits. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was really excited whatever. because um because I saw it as a great opportunity to explore the rebellion, and I'm like, I love the idea of that. That's awesome. I um, think I didn't trust after like Obi Wan was fine. Yeah, of course. Obi Wan had some great moments. I was watching Clone Wars. I'm watching Clone Wars again. I'm back in. Are you watching um, again? It's fine. I'm. Um, Season six, like halfway through that, I think. Yeah, again, it's still the, just fine. The but, good season has yeah. a good, well, actually, the, the best season is season seven. But um, that's I'm pushing through for that. 
Yeah. Oh god, I pushed through a lot. But yeah, um, I don't. Know, I was just a little bit down on Star Wars, I think. And when I heard Andor yeah. after Rogue One was a bit meh, thinking, okay, well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. You know, it could be good. I'm blown the fuck away. Yep. It's incredible. Why why are you blown the why why are you blown the fuck away, Jack? Because the writing's great. And yep. it is interesting and every like every decision they've made has been interesting. Yep. The the it's somehow is good. Mm. Yeah, it's somehow like the highest see this is where I'm like, I don't know if I'd say it's the best Star Wars, but I think it's the highest quality Star Wars. Um that's a good way of putting it. That's like, a good way of putting the it. The sets, the the way the visuals work. There's like one bad CGI bird in a scene. Um, but um, <laughs> like the sets, the visuals, the acting, the writing is all of such high quality mm. that it doesn't feel like Star Wars because Star Wars <laughs> is known for being uh, having massive budgets but looking quite cheap. Um, I think. The way At I, times, and it's... The way I put it was to, I think to someone. really funny. It was like, oh, this is the first Star Wars where I, I don't feel bad about... Wow, I had to word this. It's like, oh, this is a great show for Star Wars. But and this is the first one I can just yeah, be like, exactly. this is a great show. This is just an yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting kind of spy thriller. I think, oh, it's great. I think what really makes it work is there aren't, like, overt references to... The greatest source material because like I love the Mandalorian. I think that that's an absolutely spectacular, really really fun show. Like it's well produced. It's got a really cool main character, but it is a Star Wars show, and it is like, hey, look, here's the things from Star Wars that you know and love, and that's a big part of why it works. This is a real show. <laughs> this is just um, a real. It has like a couple. Of, I mean, Mon Mothma's in it. And Mon Mothma yeah. is such a character, though. Like, there is so much to yeah. her. Yeah, Mon Mothma's not in there because she's Mon Mothma. She's in there because she's an amazing character. Mm. And she's so well written. Also, she's really gorgeous. Talking of simping. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's there's a lot of beautiful beautiful people in this show. The show is full of beautiful people. Um, I reckon we'll... It's, yeah, it's like... And the only problem that I have with it... Mm-hmm. And I have, this, I have this conversation with my boss... Every day, every time I see him, mm. we have this conversation whenever we're working. We'll talk about Star Wars. He goes, there's not enough aliens. I completely agree with him. That's my yeah. only negative. I'm like, I wish that there was more aliens because then it would feel more like Star Wars. But, like, they nailed the look of Coruscant. They nailed, like, the planets that they've been to. They've nailed, like, all the ships and everything looks like Star Wars in the latest. But we're going to talk spoilers, I think. I was about to say, we're, we're, um, we'll talk spoilers currently airing there's one more episode to go that's why we thought we'd do this yeah. little episode here um kind of do it before the finale and god so good so spoilers from yeah. pretty much here on out uh if you haven't yeah. watched the show go watch it then come back here but god just watch the show it's so good anyway spoilers hell yeah and and now if you watch the show mm-hmm. and you're really enjoying it welcome back <laughs> hi, hi how's it going so yeah, it's like in the latest episode, there's this really really great Tie Fighter chase sequence. But so it's like no. um, where the the Empire go after this character Luthen, who's sort of <clears throat> been helping start the rebellion, but uh, he's also a bit of a sketchy bloke. But um, what's so great about it is it's like 
that felt like Star Wars. Mm. So it's not like they've forgotten what makes Star Wars good. It's just they're not filling it with like lots of Easter eggs and references. There are Easter eggs. There's like a, a yeah. lot of cool. Uh, Easter eggs is like Starkiller's armor from. I just thought that that was really funny. Force Unleashed. What's that? Force Unleashed. Yeah, a guy came up to me at work and he was like, "Dude, Starkiller's cannon, like his armor's in the thing," <laughs> and I'm like, "No, um, I'm not." <laughs> like, I'm happy for you, buddy, but no. Um, yeah, so it's I have like, I have to ask you that this is the thing that we we were mentioning just before uh, we went on air. Um, yeah, Luther. He a Luther. Jedi? Stellan Skarsgård. No. Did he, he had a lightsaber? Cool. No, he didn't. He had lasers in his ship. No, he had a lightsaber. What are you talking about? When he met fucking um, what, right before he went to see Saw Gerrera. Yeah. He uh, he was getting checked, you know, checked down, up and down. Motherfucker pulled out a lightsaber from his pocket. Did he? Look up Luthen. Real, I think his name is. Lightsaber. Luthen Rail. Luthen Rail. Lightsaber. Fascinating if he is. Yeah, I I think a like a fucking um Jedi turned bad is a very interesting like idea for well, a Jedi character. turned dodgy. Um, yeah. Cause he's Oh it is up. a lightsaber. I mean it might not be, but it fucking looks like it. Plus he had Kyber. Cool wooden lightsaber. Yeah, really beautiful. If it is a lightsaber, Which means it's fucking gorgeous. Stole it from a Wookiee. Um, but you know, he could. He did have. Uh, he gave what's his face Andor some Kyber. Yeah. I think a Jedi turned like rebellion mastermind, kind of a dodgy. Because there's like the story about thirty men, like sacrificing thirty men so that the Empire doesn't catch on to him. Yeah. Incredible. I wouldn't Incredible. Be, I, I, I wouldn't be against the idea of him being a Jedi. Um, no. That would be cool. But it's like... What was I saying? Yeah, so there's a, like, a fantastic chase scene with him and he like, cuts up a bunch of uh, TIE fighters with these big laser beams yeah, that come so out hot. the side of his ship, which was really, really cool. And it's like, so they still nail the Star wars stuff. They're just yeah, not relying on like a cute character like Baby Yoda mm. or... Um, or like, hey, it's the it's the Mandalorians friends from the Clone Wars or whatever. Like they're not doing stuff like that. They're like, hey, we've got good writing and great sets and that's all we've got because we've got a throwaway character from Rogue One. Um, <laughs> it feels like maybe Disney didn't care what Andor was doing and that allowed the the writers and directors yeah. to be like, let's just make a good show. And they fucking Yeah, absolutely. Every they are relying on strong original characters, like the, yeah. the prisoner played by, oh my god, Andy Circus deserves all the Andy work Serkis. in the world. So fantastic! He plays a character called Kino Loy in a in the arc where Cassian is uh, arrested for loitering um, oh, and put so put away for six years. And he's um, like the prison guard. He, oh, I bawled my fucking eyes out at the end of yeah, his when he, he killed it. He's amazing. Every look, like every facial expression, he showed. So much through his eyes, it was beautiful. Draco was part of his contract on this show to get to show his face. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Kino was written as a CGI alien, and it was like, no, please God, just let show me. my face. Just let me do it once. I don't want to be Snoke again. I want to show my face. Um, He's just, great. but yeah. So it's like I wish, I wish it was more aliens, but mm. 
I also understand that, like, putting the budget into getting really great actors and writing really, really great scripts and everything, I think trumps Aliens a little bit, just because it's like, well, if you put all the budget into making these amazing alien masks, do you then sacrifice budget in areas where, like, you might want really, really great scenes? Yeah, I feel like in this show, and it's not anything... It's a shame to say it, but I think it's just more that Mm. technology isn't here yet. A character yeah. like Cyril, you see so much in his face and that, like, rage but subdued that would not yeah. work as well if he was a big slug man, you know? Like, you just wouldn't be able yeah, to get that rage. <laughs> emotion. I think there should be yeah. more aliens kind of in the backdrop. Maybe make yeah. a... Well, I mean, it makes sense that there's not many in the Empire. You know, they're kind of Nazi, yeah. you know, that allegory Nazi-esque <laughs> but, you know have alien drivers there was a, have aliens there was some they're the alien scavenger Sorry, guys yeah. who were like yeah took... yeah in the latest episode yeah. they were really really cool I liked them a lot I liked their way they were talking um sort of like their weird cadence mm. and uh I think they seemed to like they were referring to everything in like plurals and stuff um it was interesting they were, they were really weird they were very very like interesting designs um and i'm like oh that's a new species we've never seen before <laughs> and they look really gross and weird they look and, yucky um, i loved that and like it was just like i was watching it and then all of a sudden i'm like oh shit there's aliens on screen that have th- dialogue <laughs> i'm like that's not been in this show um and like my boss messaged me right after he goes this felt like star wars <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like yes yeah so it's like i i bet all that aside, just what a spectacular show. Genuinely, and The like, story just keeps getting better, and I'm like, how is this happening? I kept turning to Morgan. Every episode has been more intriguing, and the way they're converging all the storylines... There was... It, it never failed to make me laugh that yeah. when Andor was in the prison, that he is in an Imperial Empire prison, yeah. and... All the Empire is doing is like, where is Andor? And I'm like, you fucking got him. That's so You've got funny. Him. You've got that's him. so funny that they have him, and they're like, where could he be? <laughs> like that's so <laughs> genius to have like. And it's something as simple as just like a fake name. Yeah, as well. and it's so stressful. Like every time you're like, is someone gonna recognize him? Is someone gonna like? Is there gonna be some kind of? Oh, we got a new trend. You know, we got a blah blah blah. We've got to look for this guy. We got a new mandate, and the way it, the, with the final episode again, we haven't seen it yet. I'm going to mention it next week because I want to talk about it. I'm sure. Yeah. Every character is heading to that planet. Uh, his his home yeah. planet, I guess. But his home planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got everyone getting there, and it makes sense for every single character to be there and want to be there, and how they got the information to get there. It's just it stressed awesome. me. It stressed me out so much because, like, his mum dies, oh, uh, Marva, played by the wonderful Fiona Shaw. That little from Harry Potter. That little robot. And Where, who is she in? Oh, she's um, she's Mrs. Dursley. Fuck off! That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's so she's horrible now. That's that. the thing. Um, yeah, and she's horrible, and she's just an awful, <laughs> awful person. I remember seeing an interview with her, and she's like. Children cry at me in the sc- in the street. Like <laughs> children are scared of me. They'll see me and cry and run away. I'm like, that's awful. Um, <laughs> that's kind of awesome. That means you did a yeah, great job. Like, so, 
it's like serves you right you are you muggle counter but um <laughs> she's she's wonderful and i she's a, such a fantastic a small role but so fantastic mm. and i was so sad when she died but like they did it off screen mm. and that felt so real yeah because it's like if you've ever lost like a family member or whatever who you don't see often and then it's just like oh so-and-so died oh they're just gone and you're like oh shit i never got to say goodbye or whatever it's like yeah so she dies off screen like she has she's like sick in one episode and then the start of the next one they're like she's passed away and they're wheeling her out whatever i'm like there was not closure for her and cassian (laughs) and i was like what are you doing that's so sad um (laughs) That little robot's and, reaction nearly made uh, my partner. Oh cry. my god! She Morgan was just. B, oh no. B B two E M O. His little stuttering is like a kid. Yeah. Morgan was like, "This is like a kid and a pet, and they're sad, and I'm not having it." Yeah, he's so great, and I think that I want. I want if whatever animatronic they make for him. Yeah, I want, I want, I want um, so bad. I want one made of Lego. Because they did one. They did Lola from they did. from Obi Wan. You can get that, um, and I'm Give like a giant part of trash bin. It. But if they do, if they do, could do a big rolling trash bin. I want it. Um, instantly fell in love with that droid. Like in his first scene, I'm like, mm. what a great droid design. And then, you know, he he feels very Star Wars. Like he's a he's a trash bin on wheels. Just and that's all it is. It's like there's nothing yeah. clever to it. It's just he's just another bin like R two D two, but this time it's a square. Yes, so um, good. he's great. They're all every character's good. Like, every character is so so good. So yeah, it stressed me out so much when Cassie because Cassian doesn't get the message like oh thank God he doesn't need to hear about it now he won't mm-hmm. return home he won't get captured. Hey Cassian, uh, your mum died, and you should probably come home for the funeral. Fuck. He gets a message. I'm like <laughs> fuck, fuck. <laughs> It just stresses me out. I'm like, oh no, now he's gonna go home and the Empire's gonna get him. It, um, it's such a stressful show. Yeah, and also the structure is really cool. Uh, or at mm. least I like how the structure is gonna be. So this season has covered the course of one year. Mm. Next mm-hmm. season is gonna cover the four years leading up to Rogue One. Oh, okay, interesting. So it's gonna be very fast paced. Because each three episode block is one year. I'm like, that's exciting. Okay, that's okay that's... then. Because like already yeah, the yeah, show yeah. feels like three episode, three episode, three episode, three episode. Like yeah, you had yeah. the they're doing three episode arcs. You had the getting off the planet arc, and then you had the yep. um oh the attack on the like robbing the bank, I guess. Yeah, that yeah, arc. they robbed the uh, imperial sort of. Then base. you had the prison arc. The yeah, and now you've got the Cassian's fucked arc. Yeah, I think it's really cool. So that's like, that's how the Clone Wars works as well. Like the Clone Wars is told in arcs, and I really like that. That's the structure that they've chosen for this, um, because it makes means that when you sit down to watch it, you're getting like a nice, a lot of really nice beginning, middle, and ends. Yeah, in really, really solid like uh, structure. I wish that the Mandalorian was more like this, um, because you get so much more out of it when it goes one, two, three, stop, one, two, three, stop, one, two, three, stop. I like that. Uh, whereas the Mandalorian is like, hey, we spent 30 minutes on this planet. Um, mm. <laughs> and we met some villagers and we fought some pirates and now we're leaving. 
and then the next episode hey we spent 30 minutes on this planet and we <laughs> met some villagers and fought some pirates and now we're leaving. i like that show a lot it's a fun adventure but this is a show. This like, is a, there's no filler episode. I have not... I yeah. yet to feel like anything in this is filler. This is like... Also, the other thing I was thinking... Of the political drama... Mm-hmm. You know, fantasy type shows... To come out this year... This is the best one. And this is in a year where... A Game of Thrones show came out. Which should oh. have been the best one. But like... Boy was it not... <laughs> Yeah, House of the Dragon sucks, and we're not afraid to have that opinion. Um, maybe, maybe that's going to get an award next week. Oh, spoilers. We'll get oh. to it. Ooh. Oh, I thought you meant, like, the, 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 whatever the TV awards are, no, no, I are coming up. I thought it had been nominated for an actual award. Oh, it probably will Game be. Of the... Yeah, it speaking of awards, <laughs> Game of the Year. All, they've, they've all been announced, like oh, the fuck. nominations. Yeah, let's before we get into pitches, yeah. let's do the game yeah, of the yeah. year. Yeah, we'll, we'll been... cover it. Oh, we'll cover it. And if I thought well, if we want to still talk about Andor, just how fucking good it is. Um, I mean, Andor's pretty fucking good. Okay, yeah. Once Andor, once we're yeah. finished talking about Andor, which yeah, in fairness, I maybe never done talk about talking about Andor because it's just. <laughs> what I think is really exciting, like going into season two next year, because what I love is that they, I think they planned it as five seasons mm. and maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm thinking of like rings of power which is also good but i'm like maybe they plan that's gonna be five seasons but i think they maybe planned this as four seasons and then three seasons and they're like no we will do two mm-hmm. and i'm like it sounds that sounds bad at first like oh shit they just don't have enough content but like no it means that they are thinking like the whole thing is planned out they're not like oh we're gonna do one season see how it goes maybe we'll do a season two see how that goes season three no they're like this is a beginning, a middle, and end, and it ends with Rogue One. <clears throat> so I'm assuming that the show will end with Cassian arriving on that ring of Caffeine, or whatever it's called, at the That'd start cool. of the Rogue One, and then maybe he kills that guy. Also, the guy who he kills is probably going to be a character in Season 2. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, which will be really, really interesting. And also, I think, the, the, the stuff I'm excited about... And obviously, I've just raved about how this show doesn't reference things. <laughs> but man, it would be awesome to see some of the more, like, you know, see some Mandalorians or something like that mm-hmm. in a show with this much care and attention and, like, no. budget. Um, Disagree. Like, Disagree. Keep it away. Keep it, it away. Doesn't have to, he doesn't have to be the Mandalorian. I'm not saying the Mandalorian, even any known Mandalorians. You just do, like, oh there's a Mandalorian bounty hunter or there's like the Empire of Hyde, a Mandalorian warrior. doesn't have to be that, but I'm like, it would be so cool to see some of those, you know, even a Jedi or something. Okay, see, you're appealing to me there. I this, just don't think I like, like Mandalorians. With this, <laughs> with, this, with this show's budget and all that, like even the action sequences have been really good. I'm like, wait, how fascinating would it be to see them do some of the more Star Wars-y things that aren't just regular people? Um, yeah. my hope is that we see one of the famous bounty hunters um, that would be really cool because I'm like well the Empire hired them and used them so I'd love to see you get a, get one that no one cares about get fucking Bosk or something that has no character <laughs> at all and turn him into a great character <laughs> that'd be okay I hope that would be cool. they don't do too much I don't want this yeah no so do reference. I yeah I don't want it to be the cameo show but like if they're like oh we got Boba Fett and turned him into an incredible character or we got which I like Boba Fett I like Boba Fett maybe not Boba Fett I'm not afraid to say that 
But if they got like someone who has nothing but everyone loves and turned them into something great. Give me Dengar, alright? That's depth, the one I like. Yeah, get fucking yeah, get get Dengar, turn him into this amazing, deep, well written <laughs> character. How good would that be? <laughs> be fine. I don't know. But also we do need to have a scene where um Cassian uh, rescues a, a young Mandalorian child Ugh. and is like, oh, my name's Dinjar, and, and then he goes, hey, you should look out for Yodas. <laughs> <laughs> Yucky. That would be funny. I know, I think this but show yeah. has enough good ideas like on its own. Oh, absolutely it does. I'm just really interested to see in the second season, because it's going to be more fast-paced, mm. I'm interested to see how it ties more into the bigger universe. Um well, apparently like my there was literally... an interview. There's the interview yeah. with uh, Andy Circus, and he was like, "Oh, if you're and if he's you've got like Kino Loy is Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you got keen eyes, what they're building is really important and has a lot of oh, okay. Like it is, it is something. I don't remember exactly. Well, what he I said, assumed but he was it like, was yeah, like related to the related. Death Star. It probably. I think that was. I yeah. saw that as a theory. I saw like, oh, it kind of looks like these. Uh, this part of a TIE fighter that keeps the wings on, you know. Like yeah, it... I thought that too, but I think that it's too small, or it's mm. either it's too small, or it seemed like it was too big. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Yeah, I'm not sure, but thing... it was like, hey, keep yeah. an eye out. I saw a wonderful meme that was a. Uh... It was like a Lego set for that thing. I sent that to like, you. <laughs> just put, yeah, you did. It's like, just put these things together and repeat until dead. Yes, like, so, so good. Um. It's like, I'd love to see the Emperor. That would be great. Um, I just hope... My hope is that they're not afraid to do the silly things that are in Star Wars as well. Um, I wouldn't mind to see a little bit more silly, but I feel like it's okay. Yeah. Wear it. Do the Emperor and just take all the camp out and have it be a terrifying, serious performance. And like, oh boy. Well, I feel like... So, they kind of take those camp Star Wars alien ideas and make yeah. them kind of dark and fucked up like yeah the, the one example and i think this is one of the most creative ideas i've seen in star wars in a little while i just thought it was so interesting yeah. the the torture thing the torture thing the the yeah. torture of like hey we found this is a great torture method um we arrived on this planet and started to you know exterminate those who were living there because we needed this planet and it turns out that their screams emit a, a pitch that is intolerable to most humanoid species uh particularly potent to the children and that's yeah. how they they just put headphones on this woman and apparently there was originally going to be a sound but they took it out and thank god they did because you oh, just yeah, see thank god they did. you just see it like they put headphones on it and she just starts almost instantly screaming and I'm like that is that's like a campy Star Wars idea of oh we went to an alien yeah. and they screamed but like made it fucked up it's cool yeah absolutely it's like yeah if you had that in one of the cartoons and I love the cartoons <laughs> but if you had it in one of the cartoons it would be like a really silly pompous imperial general saying it yeah um and it wouldn't be the same but like yeah I'd love to see some of the Weirdest stuff. Like you could put Admiral Thrawn in there. He was active at the time, and he's very humanoid. Like you just have to paint a guy blue, and yeah. make him terrifying. He's already creepy as shit. In I think Rebels Thrawn and would silly fit show. fucking um, perfectly in here. 
Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, I think that the emperor could appear because he's the emperor. Like he, everyone works for him at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, that would be cool to see like Ian McDiarmid and then like, and then you just get Vader and it becomes really silly for a few minutes. Um, <laughs> but it's like, the thing is, I think for it to work as a show overall, it has to be able to accommodate. It doesn't have to show them, but you have to be able to feel like those things could rock up mm-hmm. um, and do exist in the world. I think that currently it does. Uh, yeah. But I'd be worried that they're like, well, we took out all the fun. Because that's why my brother didn't like it. My brother hated the first three episodes. He's like, it wasn't fun. And I'm like, but it was so good. <laughs> it was just a good show. I feel yeah. like, I mean, I, I've gone on this rant before, I believe. I think that the the like it doesn't feel like Star Wars. It doesn't feel like Batman. It doesn't feel like it's a stupid yeah. argument because anything yeah. good can feel Yeah. And this still feels like Star Wars while having really nothing related to Star Wars in terms of tone, in terms yeah. of theme. But it's still like I agree. Incredible. Yeah. I saw a tweet and it it kind of This was my opinion on it at least it was what was it? it was like oh the other star wars showrunners pitching their ideas so i played with star wars uh, action figures when i was a kid and yeah. now i want to do that live action which is you know each their own hey if that's something you want the mandalorian's there and it's very popular and very well beloved and then like the showrunner for andor the only yeah. way to uh to overthrow a corrupt power is violence, and you should do that, and it's good. I'm like, yeah, that, yeah, huh? Yeah, I guess. Is violent revolution. That's the one. The only way to overthrow tyrannical dictators is for violent revolution. You should do it too. Like the I whole speech the thing... of Kino Loy to everyone, he, he's looking dead in the camera and being like, rebel. And yeah. that's very topical today. Do you mean Kino Loy or Luthen Rail? Because his speech about. His speech too. I meant like his yeah. uh, Kino's, like we're getting out of here. One oh, way yeah, out yeah, yeah. speech. Yeah, and like at the end, he looks directly in the camera and is basically yeah. like, "Overthrow the bad people. Don't yeah. vote in Donald Trump." It's good. Yeah, it is true. Um, don't do it. By the way, don't do it. <laughs> what was I going to say? But yeah, so I think the show is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, literally the only thing it lacks is aliens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I'm like, I would still love to see some of those. It's like, just even a brief appearance from the Emperor. He he could even be on video, like a, like a hologram. Those, yeah, I feel like something. a hologram makes sense. Or the other thing that they could do is like a, like have him on the broadcast or something, and you have Ian McDiarmid looking well. Um, I feel that's like a no. thing that I think is a thing, and I'm really not sure if it's supposed to be a thing in Star Wars where. The Empire makes Palpatine look normal. I've heard that. Apparently, oh, that's I think legends that they do. Canon. Yeah, but it's like I think they do, but not everywhere. I think maybe in like the sort of in the outer away from, from what yeah, I... in like the outer rim, the mid rim, they do, but like the inner rim, they know what's going. Yeah, on. yeah, because it's like he did that speech, mm. and everyone saw that he was a fucking scrotum. Like <laughs> <laughs> everyone saw that, and it's on TV because. It's a Senate thing. Like, it would have been... 
fucking yeah broadcast everywhere and he's like and he also says and this is where it wouldn't make sense because he says the attack on my life has left me scarred and deformed (laughs) and it's like no he's not (laughs) (laughs) he looks pretty handsome he looks good but yeah it's like that would be an interesting one where it's like oh maybe they have to go to an outer rim planet and like something comes on the hollow net which is the tv in star wars Mm -hmm. and it's like an address from emperor palpatine and he just looks normal and then you're like Huh. That's the thing. I think something like that would be fine. But the more yeah. you say you want to see the Emperor, the more I think I'm turning against it. Only mm. because... Because you're a hater and you hate Star Wars. I hate um. fun. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like the... What makes Andor work is that we are seeing the lower... Like, the bottom yeah. of the Empire. We're seeing the, the fucking... Like, Cyril is an office worker, you know? Yeah, and that's he's just he's a passionate office worker, and we're, we're seeing a little bit of politics in some of the the guards of this region, but we're, yeah. we're not seeing like we're not seeing Darth Vader, we're not seeing the top, yeah. the building of I the think Death Star. What would it? What would end up happening is the conversation about the show would change as well. Yeah, because the conversation wouldn't be, "Wow, what a great political drama!" Wow, how cool was it when the Emperor showed mm. up and he said, and he said unlimited power, and then he. <laughs> He uh, <laughs> comes all over the place. <laughs> I don't, yeah, like we're seeing the underbelly and the rise yeah. of the rebellion. If we were to see someone like even Thrawn, if we were to see yeah. someone like that, it would have to be near the very end of the show. Yeah, when it's like, okay, look, they've really built up the rebellion and they're actually a threat. Right now, yeah. it feels like. I mean, the, the the lady. I forget her name as well. The lady, the ISB lady, yeah, from Miro. She's great. As um, played by the wonderful Denise Gao, because, wow, she's fantastic and has, like, the most menacing. sour look on her face all the time. Oh my she God. looks like she eats lemons for breakfast. She's so sour. <laughs> and intimidating. Like, I, I saw Cyril, and he's a fucking intimidatingly unsettling man. And when they were in a scene talking to each other, it was just an intimidation off. Oh, it was good. <laughs> but... Like but he her. also is, he's he's quite pathetic, I think. He's um, so pathetic, but also like has such an unhinged I'm afraid he has, of him. Uh, he because, has school shooter vibes. Yeah. Um, I I was hoping he went he would go like full Joker on his mum, because his mum's the fucking worst. His mum is the worst! <laughs> his mum I was like, this little weedy fucking evil gape from the office, I hate him. He's the worst. Can't stand him. And then as soon as we saw his mum, I'm like I feel so sorry for you. I see exactly how you became what you are. You yeah. poor, poor little man. But, yeah, what what she was saying was like, oh, the the attacks are random. I mean, they're, they're not. They're planned. But we're seeing the very, like, the spark of the rebellion at the moment. They're making their first kind of show, almost. Yeah. That, hey, we're a bit, like the bank robbery. I know it wasn't a bank, but that robbery of all that money was almost like a Hey, look, we're pretty... We're making a statement here. I don't know. I, I would like to see... If we were to see someone like a throne, like a... Uh, emperor. It would have to be late, late, late. Unless oh, I it's think that it, TV I think idea. It could I like be, that idea. Yeah. I think it could be end of... Like, during season two is where he would have to rock up. Uh, if he was going to rock up. In like the that final would sort of Yeah, because that would cross over with Rebels. Because... Hmm. And I'm not saying the rebel team should rock up, but like, 
that's where he would turn up because uh, he gets sort of dealt with before Does he die Rogue One. He doesn't die. Um, it's really hard to explain, and I don't want to do it right now. All right, moving on. It, it involves space whales. I um, don't care enough. It's really weird, and but I love Thrawn, and uh, Lars Mikkelsen plays him in, in Rebels, and he's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, he's just unsettling. But yeah, uh, we should probably move on. Yeah, we uh, should. Because we've uh, just been talking about like for 45 minutes about how great this show it's is. It's a great it is fantastic. show. So, real quick, before we get into our pitches, Game, Game of, the of the Year got announced. Um, do you have the list, or do you want me to have the list? I've got the list, yeah, I'm ready to go. So, the Game of the Game Award for Game of the Year nominees 2022. Alright. We're only talking about this because we've got to stay relevant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm curious. I mean, there's so, an obvious winner, I think. This is, yeah, a pretty obvious winner. So the first one is Stray from Annapurna Interactive and Blue 12 Studio. I think the studio, Annapurna Interactive is like the publisher. They've done a bunch of stuff. Uh, Blue 12 Ooh. Studio, I think, is fairly new. Do a likelihood. Let's give us like a likelihood of winning. Oh, yeah. Um, I reckon any other year? Low, medium, high game of the year. Yeah. In any other year, Stray, I would say pretty high chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Because it's great and it was very beloved by all. Uh, up next, so did you? You didn't play Stray, did you? I played a bit of Stray. It yep. was fine. I didn't like how it controlled. I watched yep. it all when my partner played it, and it seemed really good. Yep. I think it won't win this, but there's like a best indie game, and it's got that like for sure. Yeah, I thought it was really really fantastic. I just love being a cat. <laughs> um... I did try and stream it, but uh, my internet fucked up, so I couldn't stream That's it that sad. night, and that was sad. Again, but, uh, it has such a lot of... It has so much character. Yeah, it's like one of the most interesting game worlds, I think, mm. in a while, because it's just like, oh, what's happened to this world? And you're talking to all the depressed robot people. So um, I love those like robot a, people so much. Oh, they're so good. There was like a really, really great thing. Uh, one of the robots was just like... A homeless dude with a guitar. I loved him. I was going to mention him too. Yeah, I'm like, why are you homeless? Um, For one, because you're a robot dude. Then there's buildings. Like, there are, like, abandoned buildings. But it's like, you could find music sheets for him. And then he would just play the song. And he just got to sit there and curl up on the rug and listen to him play the song. And it was so cool. And, like, no game is... When we found the, we found one of them, and he's like, "Oh, this looks like an unfinished song." And it was just he started playing. It was like, "Dun dun 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 dun." <laughs> oh, that was great. And like the game made me feel so warm at times, which mm. not many games do, and that was really really nice. But um, just yeah, what a great game! Like it was awesome. So any Best other year. Game. Probably a medium chance, medium to high chance. Up next, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 from Monolith Software on the Nintendo Switch. Haven't played it, have no interest. Sure, it'll be good for those people. It's not going to win. I had f- I did not know that this game came out this year. I thought it came out last year. Um, there you go. I'd say the next one... I've What's the chance? What's your chance? Medium? Off of Xenoblade? I think low. low. If it wins, I'll be shocked because I haven't heard a thing about it. Then again... Games being popular shouldn't determine if they win awards, but anyways. Um, A Plague Tale Requiem. Haven't played it. Nope. I own the first one. I really want to play the first one because it looks quite good. 
think the first one's on Game Pass. I keep meaning to look into yeah. it, but I still feel like it's um, low. And people have been saying good things about this one. I've heard really, really good stuff. It looked good, hmm. but I just kind of haven't looked into it. But uh, I'll give it a medium chance. Alright. I think everything's got a chance except Xenoblade. Up next, Elden Ring. I haven't played it, so therefore game of the year. it's garbage. Game of the year. It's fucking yeah. game of the year. Yeah, it is, probably. No... If the other one wins, it'll be a travesty, to be perfectly honest. Like, I haven't played the other one. But well, the next one up is not the other one. Okay, well, the other other one. Um, Elden Ring is like, and I hate that I'm one of these guys, but it's a game changer. (laughs) It is the first game. Did you play Breath of the Wild? Yeah, I didn't like it very much. Neither did I, but I get it now. Okay, because it's Breath of the Wild, basically the same. It's the first open world game that has taken what Breath of the Wild did, but it's like expanded on it. Ah, okay, so we could, we, instead of calling it a Souls Born, we should call it a Breath of the Wild Born. Like, yeah, legit. It's, it is very similar to <laughs> Breath that. Breath Souls. Um, I haven't liked any Souls game. This one clicked with yeah. me so fucking much. Yeah, I played um, Demon Souls for a bit and hated that. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Uh, that's the thing. Like, I, I shouldn't like this game. I bought it yeah. after all the hype, kind of going, all right, we'll see. I doubt. I like being a contrarian. So do you. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, it just. We'll get hit to me. why I like being contrarian <laughs> in a second. <laughs> it hit me so good, and it deserves game of the year. And maybe it's one of the best games that's ever been made. Wow. I just like I haven't finished it. I'm probably not going to finish it, but I still stand by that. It Interesting. Is, okay. I can't play an. I haven't been able to play an open world game since playing Elden Ring. Because okay. the way that it does it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how it should be done. Interesting. It is simplistic, but you understand it all. I, I tried to play, what was it? The Shadow of Mordor, but the other one, Shadow of War. Yeah, the sequel. Oh, it was fucking impossible. It just made me, it was awful. It was an awful experience playing that game <laughs> after playing Elden Ring. Interesting. Because okay. it did, yeah, it just did open worlds different and it will hopefully be how it's the opposite of the ubisoft problem you know yeah if i find it it and it's cheap because yeah at the moment i don't want to i don't want to buy a big open game again for a while that's about to get into that um i'm really really interested in a game coming out called the callisto protocol because it looks like a mix between resident evil and things about what do you mean you've heard things about I've that? I've heard, basically, <laughs> yeah. is what I mean. I've just seen, like, snippets of gameplay. It looks gory as hell, but it looks like a mix between, like, Resident Evil and Dead Space. Which, I haven't played Dead Space, but, like, I get I get it. It's aliens, and it's violent, and it's horror. Hmm. And I'm like, this looks really, like, it's much more up my alley. Like, it'll be linear, and you just go around and kill some stuff. Um, I've played too many open games <laughs> um, recently. It's like what well, we played Gotham Knights and that was massive. Um, oh yeah, Gotham Knights open world is boring. Yeah, it's a fun game. So um, up next is Horizon Forbidden West from Sony Interactive Entertainment and Guerrilla Games. Horizon, the series that just can't catch a fucking break <laughs> because of From Software. <laughs> it is like, and because they're not memorable games, maybe. Well, the first Horizon came out with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and like, I thought one... it was Sekiro or something. I thought it was like Breath of the Wild and Sekiro. Oh, just, could it like, also been Sekiro? Came out around it or something. And then Elden Ring, the second one. Like, 
the next I, I saw it was some tweet or joke i don't remember what but if ever you're ready for the next game-changing video game just check when the next horizon's coming out that's when it will come out. <laughs> that's when we'll get it when horizon 3 comes out expect another like absolute genre breaking defining that's game so of the funny. century it looks fun um it looks like but like it looks like and i know this will make you mad but hopefully you'll understand what i mean um it looks like what uh ghost of tsushima looks like compared to assassin's creed games where it's like oh it is that yeah. formula. It is very in that formula yeah. of you kind of Ubisofty open yeah. world. It's your third person open world game, open world action adventure. Oh, it's got some interesting story. Oh, it's got some interesting ideas. Yeah, but it doesn't do anything new. It just kind yeah. of it does I those ideas really well. On your point about Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima is the logical evolution final like a final point that's like the it's the logical uh apex whatever of the evolution of assassin's creed it's where assassin's creed should have come to yeah in terms of quality and uh gameplay and execution of everything but instead they went in a completely different route which made no sense for the franchise but yeah i agree um yeah i don't know it's like i want to play horizon but I'm always just like, uh, um. it's a game that I I couldn't be bothered with, and I feel yeah. like that is, and that, and that's just because like yeah I don't need those ideas. I've played the ideas in Horizon enough times that I'm not yeah. interested in it again. It's like and I love archery in games and stuff. Mm. I'm, I'm putting this at a low, by the way. Oh yeah. Um, one of my favourite video game things is archery. If a game does archery well, I'm really, really happy. So it's like, I love uh, the Tomb Raider games. They do archery so well. And I'm like... And even that isn't enough to make me really, really want to get on board with this and play it. I've been playing Far Cry 4 with my friend. And I'd rather... Like, that's a 10-year-old game. I'd rather play that than download and start playing Horizon. I've tried yeah. Horizon before. I found it quite boring. But, like, I really wanted to... Try and give it another go, but I just can't. So, next up, and I'm angry about this, and we'll talk more about yeah. it on a later episode, especially after we find out if it... Well, actually, no. We won't know by this point. But anyways... Maybe we'll do a special. When, when maybe the we'll game do a of the special. Year. Maybe we'll do a special Game of the Year episode. It's in, like, December. The next one up is God of War Ragnarok from Santa Monica Games. I'm just going to oh, not sorry, talk um, for five minutes. I'm just going to check my it. I'm going to grab a drink of water. I'll God of War Ragnarok has somehow earned, like, 10 out of 10 across the board. And it is not that. <laughs> I gave it an 8 in my latest sort of review that I wrote up in, like, a group or whatever. But I don't even believe myself. I was shocked I would... when you said 8. 8 is... Yeah. So high for what you've been saying. Like, the, I finished God of War Ragnarok. I'm not going to spoil it, because I think that it is... If you like God of War, and you like these characters, I think it is worth finishing the story. Can you spoil one thing? And it's probably yeah. a huge thing, but yeah. I just want to know, because you've been building it up, and I don't think you've mentioned it uh... yet. Do you get Mjolnir or nah? Alright, spoilers for God of War Ragnarok. Skip past... For about ten... Hang on. Yeah, how long do you have to It'll talk about this? It'll be 30 seconds right, I have to talk about, about this particular thing. So skip ahead 30 seconds. Yep. Now. 
you do not get to use Mjolnir. <laughs> you so do not unlock it as a as a weapon. You do not get it. And I am so shocked. I'm like, you put it in all the fucking marketing and it's not usable. And it's crazy. There's some cool bits with it, but you do not get it as a weapon. Because you get a spear or whatever, right? You get a cool spear. <laughs> Alright, that was about 30 seconds, oh, I think. I think it wasn't, but who cares? Like, you, you gotta um, war, gotta war shit, probably. Alright, anyway, so, I'm just like, the story? Was that too loud? I hope that's not too loud. Nah, I'll hope it fix it in the post mic. if I have to. Yeah, I don't think it's so... Fun. So, the story I found so boring for 20 hours out of the 40 <laughs> that it goes for. Um, I think it's... I played for 40 hours. It's more of like a 30-ish hour story, I think. Mm. But I did a whole bunch of really fun side content. But the story was such a slog. And I'm like, <laughs> when does this get good? And then it does get good. I'm like, how awesome. But what, but the 20 game hours just, in? Yeah, about that. Um, but it just like... The, the gameplay hasn't evolved enough over the first one. Um, and there's some really, really odd choices. So because the game has to be hyper cinematic because of their one take gimmick, I'm calling it a gimmick because it was amazing. The first game, it's frustrating in this game. So I'm going to describe something Mm -hmm. and it's awful. You get in the boat, you sail in the boat. It's really slow. You're a guy with super strength, but you paddle the boat at like so slow speeds (laughs) and you come to a thing like a bridge and this happens multiple times Mm -hmm. you come to a bridge and you want to go under the bridge you have to approach it press circle you come to a complete stop and then an awkward animation plays out where Kratos and Atreus like paddle and they lie down and go under the thing and it's so awkward (laughs) and I, I harp on about this but this is the issue with the game Everything has to be in one take. The camera can't break or cut through things or anything. And it's so frustrating. But it's like, you could do it without that. But also, because of that, there's a lot of really crazy and awesome cinematics. But there's also a lot of fucking quick time events in this game. You love quick time events. That sucks so much. The game opens with a quick time event. And I wanted to die. (laughs) And And Dustin, all of of these complaints. And you haven't even mentioned the G word. The G word? The G word. Our favourite thing in video games. Oh my god, I'll get to it in a second. (laughs) Because in the final boss fight, the second to last boss fight, at the end there are two boss fights that take place one after another. Spoilers? That's not a spoiler. I'm not going to spoil who you fight. Cool, cool, cool. I'm just like... In one of the final boss fights, there's a quick time event. Awesome. And it's a lot of cool shots, but I'm like... What if I miss one of these? Because I was doing like a fight against like a like a mid game boss or something, mm. and I missed the quick time event because I was falling I was falling asleep. But um, <laughs> no, but I missed the quick time event, and you like um. Also, I think this game has a high chance to win game of the year because yeah. it's so popular. Um, but it but it's like. I miss a quick time of it, and instead, like, it just sort of, the the scene repeats again, so that you fight, like, um, he kind of rolls around, and then jumps back into the fight. Mm-hmm. And, like, goes back into the quick time event, or whatever. Yeah, and it, it's seamless, like, it works, but I'm like, if I miss one of these quick time 
event buttons. If I miss one of the prompts in this final boss fight, in this epic moment, that would just look so dumb. Mm. <laughs> and I'm really, really wondering what it would look like. And yeah, the G word, gear. This game has got gear. And this game's got a gear system. I don't get it. I don't get how people can enjoy gear in video games because mm-hmm. I can't. It is it just drives me up the wall. There's like so many different like gear things. There's like handles for your blades of chaos. There's a a a, 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 a pommel for your axe. There's uh, the your armor and there's the gear that Atreus uses. Then there's the gear that your other companions use because spoilers there are other companions you <laughs> team up tired. with. And when you team up with those other companions, you can do their gear and micromanage that. I'm like, just put the best thing on. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And the gear looks bad. Like, all of the outfits, except for two of them, look bad. And then, at the end of the game, they give you this really, really cool outfit. This is not really a spoiler, but they give you a cool outfit that's like, you got to wear this into the final battle. And I'm like, wow, it looks so cool. Pity it's not as good as my current gear that I've been working on. And there's a transmog <laughs> system in the game that the game doesn't tell you about. I had to research this because I'm like, I want my good gear to look like the cool gear. Mm-hmm. And you have to level something all the way up to max level, which is like nine, I think. And I'm like, okay... But every time I get a piece of gear and start leveling it up, I then find another piece of gear that's better than it. I should just put that on. So I'm never going to get something to full gear, like to full level, yeah. so I can transmog it and have it look like a, like a better thing. And I'm like, just make it like regular linear progression and don't put gear in the fucking game because it really, really sapped my enjoyment of the experience. Like I, at times, was like, this game feels like a 6 out of 10 or a 5 out of 10 because of the gear system and it made me really mad and if this game wins game of the year I will shoot myself live on this podcast <laughs> oh god oh god you hear that guys you gotta you gotta vote for anything else Dustin might die anything else my life hangs in the balance cause it broke me I'm just like I was so bored there's a mission <laughs> that's like this really big great revelations about the, the the character's fate and instead of it being an interesting gameplay thing you're riding around on a yak <clears throat> talking to this girl as she explains things to you and you just kind of go about her daily routine riding around on a yak and occasionally do a bit of gameplay and my goodness I f- was about to fall asleep <laughs> I got to a point I'm like I have to go to bed my friend then messaged me <laughs> Like, when she got up to it, she goes, Dude, the fucking yak mission, I fell asleep. (laughs) I found it so boring at times, and it kills me. It really kills me. I love God of War 2018. It has, but, like, all of the problems I have with that game that, like, sort of stem from it being in one take. Because on on my first playthrough, I loved that. On a second playthrough, I was like, oh, that's actually kind of tedious. And the gear, especially on my second playthrough, killed me. Um, God of War I've tried to play through twice now and got and just, real bored both like times. It. Yeah. Um, playing this one, have, seeing all of those issues plus new ones because the story is quite boring to start with in this <laughs> one, I was just like, God, I, I want my money back and I, I'm going to try and get it. <laughs> yeah, do. No, I think... Because uh, we've been having a lot of discussions just like <laughs> talking to each other about gear... Yeah. 
and it's like there there is no point if you want to put gear in your looter shooter where that's the point and for some reason you want to just replay the exact same mission over and over and shoot a hundred of the same guys in the exact same spot in the hopes that you'll get a 10% chance of getting this piece of armor hey more power to you uh, you're a fucking psychopath, but that's all like, good on you. You know, if that's what you want, go for it. But putting that kind of gear system in a single-player yeah. ga- linear game makes no fucking the sense. Only, the only thing that makes sense about it mm-hmm. is that they are named pieces, and I believe they're not random. I do believe that they are, at the very least, like, you go to... Like the you do, you go and do something in Muspelheim and you win the Muspelheim set of gear. Mm. I think that's the only thing that makes sense about it because it's like I got the gear from the Niflheim thing. Yeah, these are different realms, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I went and did a thing in Niflheim and I got some gear and I'm like, well, I waited till I was like higher level, and it's still not as good as my current gear. I'm like, then why do I want it? Its effect isn't good. Mm. It looks like shit. <laughs> and it doesn't buff me better than my current stuff does. And I'm like, what's the point? And so in the final cutscene, I'm wearing mismatched gear because the armor that they gave me was was really good overall. But like, I had a really great ability on my waist belt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that ability is really great for combat. Um... But if I get rid of the belt, then I won't have that ability. But then my my outfits won't match because I don't have enough resources to level it up all the way because I spent them on other things It because of the silly gifts. Uh, it just frustrates me so much. <laughs> um, and there's yeah, so much stuff to upgrade. Like, you can upgrade your axe. You can upgrade your gear. You upgrade your skills. You upgrade your other skills. Um, you upgrade Atreus's skills and everything. I'm like, god damn it. Make it simple. Just all of play these a game. things, yeah, all of the things that are achieved by having gear in the game could just be achieved through linear progression. You could just unlock everything, and then you would just pick like the combat abilities that you want to use. Because uh, like you have like a heavy, you have your heavy attack and your light attack, then you have a heavy rune attack and a light rune attack or whatever. And like you don't need that to be gear stuff. Yeah, it's like that being able to upgrade those attacks on their own is fine but when you have, then the other things you have to worry about upgrading like you have to get your skills and then you can upgrade your skills and then you get your gear and you have to upgrade your your gear it just drives me insane <laughs> like... playing through something like Gotham Knights made me appreciate the, the upgrade and like the linear pathing of uh, Arkham the Arkham games yeah like absolutely. just naturally unlocking new gadgets felt yep. good so Bringing, I always bring this conversation to Ghost of Tsushima. Because mm-hmm. you hate it. No, but, um, I do, but that's fine. In that game, you unlock new gadgets. And it's an open world game, but you unlock the new gadgets as your legend increases. So as you do stuff for people, and your sort of your standing with the community goes up, and like your... It's not even your standing with the community, it's just your legend as the ghost. Like it's, just, it's mainly story and by completing quests, like your XP bar, basically. Mm. As that goes up, Every, you know, couple of hours of gameplay, you unlock a new gadget. And it feels very much like it's progressing with the character. In God of War, it's like... 
you found a pommel for your axe that does a thing. <laughs> and it, oh god, I hate it. God of War really just it disappointed me so much. Um, and we will be talking about it more on a future episode, which we'll get to soon. I feel like <laughs> the the idea with I was trying to figure out why Elden Ring's gear didn't annoy me. Yep. And I think the 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 reasoning I came to was gear like that, especially in a linear game, feels pointless because why wouldn't you just use the strongest gear? Yeah. In something like Elden Ring and something like even Skyrim does it better, I would argue. Yep. Um, there are other things you have to worry about, like, oh, this gear has is a bit stronger, but it's too heavy, and my character is a magic dude, not a strength build, so yep. that's not for me. But then I find a magic helmet, and then that's for me. Or opposite ways, I find a big sword that I can use, but others can't. And it feels like every gear is made for someone. Yeah. Whereas... Something like when I'm God of War, there's no point. A, when I'm playing as a god, mm. gear shouldn't matter. Gear shouldn't matter, and a piece of like random armor that you that dropped from blah 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 Greg the the troll who was in level three shouldn't be more powerful than the one you get you got from defeating this the guy gods or whatever. It's like he would just surely he would just have armor from the gods yeah. i don't know either way it's, obviously he's not a god anymore but it's just like the principle makes no sense gear especially in a linear game like that where it doesn't matter like there's no yeah. reason for in gotham knights for you to use a piece of gear that is low on health yeah there's nothing there is no reason because why the fuck would you it's just yeah so if if, if god of war ragnarok wins game of the year like i said You'll kill yourself live on air. I'll that's kill myself sad. on this podcast. Um, and it's baffling to me. And it, like that's one of the driving factors that made me hate the game. Um, among other things like the story being quite boring and the gameplay not evolving enough. But then in the second half, the story does get good and I really did end up enjoying it. But God. Let's do our classic Adapter Pals. Um, <sighs> you gave a score at the beginning, which was an 8. What do you give it after talking about it? At the it, moment, Boston? I want to give it a 6 or a 7. Uh, probably a high six, low seven. But anyways, six point five. Yeah. Hang on. What, what feels better? Because I feel like I don't know. For some reason, it's different in my head. Yeah. Three stars or three and a half stars. Three and a half stars seems way too high. Yeah, it does. Three yeah, out of five. Really, really does. <laughs> three stars. Oh, out so yeah, of five. giving it stars. Three out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Which means like a seven out of ten or whatever. Three six. Is it? That's what. That's oh, why I, I always like star ratings. I don't know why, yeah, but yeah. they feel more like. Because yeah, I would give blah 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 or a three out of ten. Oh, sorry, a three out of five. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's justified. And then I hear six out of ten. I'm like, oh, that's a bit rough. But it's only because yeah, I think true. the IGNism has made seven an average, which it shouldn't yeah. be. Five should be an average. Six out of ten yeah. is still above average, but it feels yeah. like oh, six out of ten. That's not good. But three yeah, out no, of five stars, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, okay. I get you. Either I way, <laughs> very disappointed in it. Um. Anyways, shall we talk about our pitches? I was going to say, do you want to just do a, do you want to just do a wheel of genre? We are at Well, time. I know that, I know we're at time, but you had a pitch, right? I had a mini pitch, and I can just pitch I'd like, it I'd like to hear, because I also have a mini thing I've been thinking about. Oh, perfect. All right. Yeah. 
I got a mini pitch. So, my... real quick, welcome what? everyone to the segment where we discuss our pitches for, for Cassian Andor. This is still the Cassian Andor episode. Yeah, remember when we were talking about God that? The War episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, what have you got? I had... Um, I was thinking... I mean, the obvious one is a cool third-person adventure, but I don't want to do that. But then again, I feel like we've always been doing other things so maybe we should stick to a third person but i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna i want to do i feel like this is always my second go-to a management oh yeah but i want like a political your oh i was gonna say your luthan rail and you're managing the the rebellion exactly it that was exactly my pitch i think you should be luthan i think having to decide whether to sacrifice those 30 guys would be a fucking rough thing to do. Yeah, I but agree. You gotta because hey, otherwise the Empire's gonna find out. I think that's the really fascinating thing about Andor. The biggest legacy character in mm. the show is probably Saw Guerrero. And he's in it briefly. He's in it briefly. It's like Mon Mothma, yes, but she has a small role in Return. She's of the just Jedi. a name and a face rather than Yeah. Um, whereas Saw Gerrera is like a Clone Wars character, he's a Rebels character, he's a game character. He's a Rogue One so, character. He's a Rogue One character. So it's like the character who's had the most screen time across the franchise, hmm. who's in this, is Saw Gerrera, and he's barely... I love how they've designed him, because he's like on his way to Rogue One, but uh, not <laughs> yeah. quite there yet. Um, but I would have him... I, I would have you play as Luthen, and I'd have you like trying to... You would have to do bad things. Like Maybe you'd have yeah. a couple advisors, and they'd be... They'd be like, hey, if you do this, uh, the Empire's more likely to catch us, but, you know, otherwise you're going to let 30 men die and morale's going to go down. Yeah. So it's more... Like, you'd almost have a battlefield map, but of the galaxy, and you're kind of like... What if his morale here. was his like was like a sanity bar? <laughs> yeah, Because the not? fascinating thing about Luthan Rail is it's just kind of him on his own, and, like, his... He has that speech about, in the shop. I gave up everything. I gave up love. I yeah. gave up this... I gave up the Jedi Order, question mark, yeah. to become something that even... He basically was like, I hate myself and what I've become. Yeah. I've become as bad as the Empire, but I have to be if I yeah, want it's there like, to be change. It's like him and his shop assistant, who mm. isn't obvious, she's, not, she's a lot more than a shop assistant. Like, she mm. is deep in on this... Uh, she, as on a quick this aside, re- rebellion thing. And it's nothing to do with anything. But yeah. I think she would be an incredible young Carrie Fisher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's just got the look. She's got the, like, yeah. the sassy. She's got the authoritarian. I think you put her in a couple of buns, and you've got, like, the next Obi-Wan season two, where fucking... If it turned out she was Leia, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. okay, cool. She, um, got a, she got a shop. She got a job at a shop, whatever. She's great. There's a the person who was the body double mm-hmm. for Leia in Rogue One. Yeah, I think she's a Norwegian actress, or she's from Scandinavia. Looks exactly. I think. Looks exactly like Carrie Fisher. You should have just put her in there. And they should have just not covered her up with CGI. Yeah. Like it's, it was real weird. Like um... I think you'd get a great performance from that girl in the shop as a young Carrie Fisher. Not yeah, that I think I they need it. Great. But, oh, she'd be great. I think Leia could appear. I doubt she won't, but, like... Well, she might. She could make an appearance. Like, how good would it be if, like, Jimmy Smith's rocked up? Okay, that's the one exception. I love Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Oh, I love him. You could have Bail Organa 
um, and like a teenage Leia, because in Rebels, Leia is doing sort of Rebel stuff, and mm. she's like she's still like cover of, you know, she's a young senator or something. <laughs> um, which means Obi Wan also did the thing that's like, um, oh, I don't want to be a <laughs> senator, and then she yeah. is one day. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it's like you could have Jimmy Smith's appear. There was, there was do some stuff. That'd be fun. We were watching Clone Wars, and there was, like, a vote that was happening in the Senate. And it was obviously a bad thing that no one should vote yes for, but, you know, the Emperor manipulated everyone to vote yes. And it cut to... It was just Bail Organa's, like, shadow. It kind of had his outline, and he voted no. And immediately I was just grinning, like, Fuck yeah! You get him, (laughs) Jimmy! I fucking love you! Bail Organa is just what a what a wonderful character. But yeah, sorry, your game. Oh um, uh, yeah, it, it would have like advisors and you'd get intel. But it's like, oh, if you act on this intel, you know, you could expose yourself and expose yeah. your uh, your fucking mole. Is that yeah. worth? It? Is this a big enough score? Is this a big enough? Oh, that's right. Impact? Yeah, because I said I said, what if he had a sanity meter that was yeah, yeah. in, in <laughs> place of meter. morale? It's sanity because it's. It's just his own personal morale. Yeah. And if it gets too low, he hangs himself with his shop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been... I've been playing... That would actually work really well. I've been playing... I'm sorry. Uh, is suicide is big on the brain at the moment after I said that I'd kill myself over God of War, so... <laughs> hey, Cole, if you need help, uh, Beyond Blue... <laughs> yeah. Or something. Dustin, that is you included, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, I would have... I, I've been playing Disco Elysium a lot. Which, again, you should play that. It's fucking good. And one of the really most interesting parts of that game is that your different parts of your body talk to you. Oh. So, like, um, as an example, your limbic system will talk to you. Yeah. Your lizard brain will talk to you. Your um, drama, the drama side of your brain, the empathy side of your brain. So my character, the way I've statted him out, is, like, high empathy... And like high, really good at reading people, but dumb as a rock because I think that's really funny. Uh, okay, he's a weak, dumb man who can read people very well. Yeah. So occasionally, um, if I'm interviewing someone about the case that's in the game, because you're a detective, I will get a. You know, you'll be like, "Hey, did you know the victim?" And they'll be like, "No, I didn't really know him." And if you've got high enough empathy, my empathy comes in. And will like literally talk to you and say, "Ooh, did you catch that? There was a slight yeah. gleam in their eye. Ask further." And they'll give you advice. And if you've got high logic, then someone might say something, and it'll pop up and be like, "Ooh, that didn't make any sense. We saw here that that meant the bullet came in from here. You should okay. actually ask her about this because that doesn't make any sense." So having, like, different parts of your morale talk to you as you make these decisions would be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it'd be cool. I do like the idea of a Luthan management sim. Yeah, I mean, it's not Andor, but it's it's Andor. Well, it's Andor adjacent. Yeah. Um, Would you like to hear my idea? I would love to hear your idea. Okay, so several years ago, (laughs) Amy (laughs) Hennig... Yep, done. Uh, Green light it. Green light it. Yeah. So Amy Hennig was working on a game for Visceral Studios, which has been shut down, um, over at EA, uh, called Project Ragtag. Mm -hmm. And we saw one second of footage. Yep. 
And it's a man, like a scoundrel type man, steps out of a bar onto Tatooine or some hellhole and make it Andor. And it's like, and it's like, so he steps out onto out into the street on fucking. It's like some. It looks. It's like a Han Solo looking dude from behind, Mm. or Andor steps out onto Tatooine or some such hellhole. Um, A Tie Fighter flies over. There's Imperial banners. And that's yeah. what we've seen. Black screen. And I've been in love with that second of footage for my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> Forever since then. I've been like, wow, what could that game be? Um, I, you should listen to, I was listening and, to an audiobook by Jason Schreier. Yeah. And he talks about, he's got a couple of books and they're both on Audible. I would recommend them. About like video game development. Ah. And they talk about like cancelled games and games in development. Yeah. And he was there as 1313 was getting made and cancelled. Oh, And there's, like, interviews with some of the people who are making it. Yeah. That's the other one, 1313. I wonder if that'll ever come back. (laughs) Isn't that the one you were talking about? No, I was talking about this one called Project Ragtag. I thought that was 1313. No, that's a different thing. So 1313 was the Bounty Hunter game. That be- then George Lucas stepped in and was like, make, make it a Boba Fett game. And then they were like, George, we're 80% of the way through development. He goes, make it a Boba Fett game. <laughs> uh, I thought that was... Uh... Nah, a different thing. That, right, that's uh, Who was making that? But 1313 looked really, really cool. I um, thought you meant 1313. I mean, that... Either way, make them. Uh, that's why you said fuck Boba Fett. That is I why I said fuck Boba Fett, because... Yeah, I was, that's the exact no, thing I was going to mention, was that George Lucas came in and was like, make a Boba Fett game. And apparently the entire team went, oh, fuck you. No. Oh, God, but we have to. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they were really angry. I'm like... I, I, I was, I'm in love with the concept of 1313 as a Boba Fett, or just a bounty hunter game. But, okay, um, yeah, make the other one uh, make, Andor too. Yeah, yeah, so just like this Project Ragtag... Mm. So basically, my idea is just. I looked just... it up. Now I now I know which one you mean. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I'm on the same. So, page. my idea is just take that, get Amy Hennig to make an adventure mm-hmm. Star Wars game. You play as Cassian, and you're going on some rebel adventure. It's a little bit Uncharted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Uncharted the video game series, not Uncharted like the concept. Um, <laughs> And you're in an uncharted territory. Um, so it's you going on some rebel hijinks adventure, doing all sorts of like, you know, crazy stuff. Lots of gunplay, third person. This is a third person action adventure, linear story. None of that open world guff. Oh yeah. And it starts with that footage from three from like five years ago. It's, he steps out of a bar. Oh, yes. TIE Fighters, someone comes up to him. Yeah, so after the black screen, what we get is someone comes up to him and goes, Cassian, you ready to go? Crazy yep. adventure. That's my that's my Cassian Andor game. I think that, that would be a lot of fun, just like something in that world. But, you know, get Cassian so it's like it's more hijink stuff. Maybe there's some heists that happen. There's, um, fuck yeah. Like rebel sort of like you fight stormtroops, you fight imperial soldiers, you going up against the ISB and all that. I think that would be really, really cool. Perfection. And that's that. Do it. That's the, uh, that's my game. Do you want to do a sorry quick wheel of genres? Pitches were, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, sorry that the pitches are quite short this week. Um, that's right, we've got a big episode next week. Yeah, we do. We've got a bloody huge one that we'll uh, talk about momentarily. 
after Wheel of Genres, if you're not aware. If you're not goddamn aware, the Wheel of Genres... Oh, so if you're not aware... Oh, yeah, sorry, I thought you were prompting me. Oh, I mean, if you want. If you're not aware, the Wheel of Genres is a big wheel of uh, various video game genres. Actually, Dustin, if you're not aware, the Wheel of Genres... No, you go. (laughs) You're going to mansplain the Wheel of Genres to each other. (laughs) Absolutely. So... And Jack's going to spin it, and whatever genre it lands on, we're going to pitch a game based on that genre. I've decided next season I'll, I'll find a... I'll, I tried to find a sound effect, but I couldn't find one in time. A good one. Oh, no, I, I get you. Well, yeah, yeah, I couldn't find any good ones. Like, I was looking for them, but there's just they're all a bit shit. Everyone's listening to this, like, big announcement at the end of the episode. Next season, is it coming to an end? That's the one... Oh, wait, yeah, right, whoopsie. Uh, uh, spoilers. <laughs> okay, I have spun the Wheel of Genres... Yeah. And, huh. Hmm. Hmm. Fighting game. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that is the opposite of, of what it would be. What I think. The okay. Will of Genres has been so good to us in the past few it's weeks. Been so it's been really good. It's, 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 it's uh, taken its. Uh, it heard it's that the to season's us. coming to an end, and it's like, well, fuck you guys. It's like, no, I will be spun forever or not at all. <laughs> A because like the op- that's the opposite of everything Andor. Yeah. A fighting game. Okay. Now we can make this work. Andor gets arrested. Yep. Again. Mm-hmm. And he's put into another prison. Yep. And all your favorites are there. <laughs> yep. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and okay. in the prison, there's a fighting tournament. Okay. And it's like you know, you, in the story of the game, you work your way up through the prisoners, and then they're like. And Boba Fett's in this prison, so you got to <laughs> fight him. And then they're like, and Luthan Rail's been arrested, and he's in prison, so you got to fight him or something. And then they're like, and Cyril Khan, well, he did some crazy shit, and the Emperor put him in prison, oh so you got to fight him. And it's just like, uh, it's it. I think prison is where it works, right? I found I found a middle ground. I found a middle ground. Yeah, it's totally cheating. The game Sifu. Oh, it's technically yes. a, fighting it's a fighting game. game. Yeah, yeah. It's not really, but it is. I think that game looks really great, but I'm also really scared to play it because I did not like Absolver, which is the last one they made. I also didn't like Absolver. I wanted yeah. to, but I just didn't. It's hard. It's really We're allowed to. Am I allowed to say that I didn't like a game because it was really hard and I couldn't wrap my head around it? Is that Absolutely all right? Absolutely, <laughs> you are. More, I'd be offended if you did. Yeah, because Absolver looked awesome, and um, it uh, yeah. So uh, I couldn't get into it. So then Sifu, I'm like, that looks really great, but is it unapproachable? But also, it, yeah, people loved it, and it was like, like it had a lot of mainstream appeal. So I'm like. Actually, maybe it is alright. I might get it. But, uh... I feel like yeah. it'll rock up on the PlayStation Plus. Oh, eventually. for sure. If it's not already there, to be honest. That's why I'm getting rid of God of War, because even if they do it'll bloody get on uh, DLC, it'll get on the thing and I'll be able to play it again. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's how you can... Set it in the prison, and you're, like, yeah. fighting your way through the prison. Ah, oh, like, when on the, during the, the breakout. Yeah. Yeah. During the works. breakout, you're doing... You're going through... Make it a small little indie game... Um, not an indie game, but, you know, a small little downloadable game. Here's a fun thing in Star Wars, Mm. um, and I think it works with this particular take on the Star Wars world that's a little bit more grounded. (laughs) In Star Wars, the blasters and stuff actually do have a limit. Um, Mm. 
you get like it's like an energy pack and they're usually good for like 300 shots or some shit like that but um you could have if you're using pipes and stuff maybe you knock out a guard then he's got a gun so you get a gun and that's good for 10 shots yeah and it's like oh okay cool well that's how you can incorporate guns into it maybe that makes it a little bit easier but then you're just back to like fighting your way through you could have the uh, cool yeah, electric really floor cool. like you gotta fight your way through that and avoid those pressure what plates. a great concept it's all, oh the way, my god the reaction so cool. every time someone got zapped yeah and the way they contorted their bodies like incredible acting yeah oh and speaking of fucking oh this is an unfortunate thing to be excited <laughs> about speaking of suicide um, <laughs> oh no we got like a proper suicide in Star Wars. We've and had a couple, but this up. one was fucked up. This is the most fucked up one. This one felt the most real. Yeah. It's like, we've had somebody some... like jumps off something in the Clone Wars and kills himself, but like. Yeah. But this was real. This, this was, was fucking like, real. Awful. We've had the Leave Me Behind by Saul Guerrero, which was stupid. Yeah, yeah. But no, <laughs> this was like proper. I am so sad and upset. And I never, I'll never leave this place. Ah, oh, fucked up. Yeah, pretty awful stuff. It's like Dude. it's a bad show, but it's a great show. But like, makes you feel bad. <laughs> oh, it, it really. Did. That whole to talk about how good Andor is. The whole like mystery of what happened on level two, and when you're told what happens on level two, man. And, and again, this is like um, Andy Circus. The look on his face when he's been told you're never gonna leave. Yeah. Because, like, you get the whole... His character arc was amazing. Yeah. You get the whole, like, I'm 200 days away from leaving, I just want to run this ship as well as I can, just fucking do the work so I don't get in trouble. And, and It's Andor like, if I don't get in him, trouble, then you don't get in trouble and everything. It's like, well, that's good. Andor so. keeps asking him, like, oh, how many... I want to escape. How many guards are there? And he's like, don't talk to me. I don't want to get involved. I just want to finish my time here and leave. And then you're told... Oh, no one leaves. A guy from level 8 got released, and he was released back into level 2. They found out. They fried the whole floor. No one's escaping. They're not letting anyone leave. Yeah. The look on his face, like, that's acting. You know, his fucking... Yeah. The the heartbreak, the fear, the anger, everything. And then as they walk away, Andor's like, how many guards are there? There's 13. Oh! Yeah. Oh, he says, he says never more than 12. Never more than 12, there and you go. And missed opportunity not mm. calling the episode where they break out, never more than 12. But, um... So good. Man, incredible stuff. Anyways, show. we should wrap this up. Yeah, we we'll just well keep talking about time. how good this is like Andor. This is like an old episode of Adapted Pals where we just went on forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went on forever. And, but like, this was maybe one of the most positive, minus your God of War rant. <laughs> This was a positive like, episode, yeah. This was such a positive... We've had a lot of, like, oh, this movie was trash. Oh, this movie was bad. Oh, I hate uh, fucking No Way Home, which I do. It's bad. Yep. But this was... Uh, we had the Batman one. The Batman was pretty positive. But, like, yeah, it's yeah. It's very positive. We've had a fair few where we were kind of down on stuff. I'm feeling my good. Boss, my boss said to me, I was going to listen to your Batman review, and I sort of thought that it was as long as the removes the movie. <laughs> That's a fair... Fair call. Fair, fair call. call. I can't wait for people um, to be like, man, they must have incredible Andor pitches. And they get, <laughs> man, God of War's trash for 20 minutes. Um, so yeah, without further ado, <laughs> thank you for listening. And where could people 
find you, Jake, if they wanted to. You can find me twitch.tv slash a forgotten donut. You can find me on TikTok <laughs> at a forgotten donut, and it feels bad Hell to say. Yeah. I haven't made any more TikToks, <laughs> but I'm gonna. I got ideas, which is upsetting. It's uh, very upsetting. You can also find me for now on Twitter at a forgotten donut. I'm having a great time, actually. Twitter, I. Oh, some banger. Not, not to pat myself on the back, some banger tweets lately. So, you know, it's I was me very proud of the tweet I made. You did. The Adapter Pals Twitter. Keep an eye on the Adapter Pals Twitter, but before you do that, Dustin, where they, can they find you? So you can find me on twitch.tv uh, slash Dustin aka Dustin. I also have a YouTube channel. It's called Dustin aka Dustin. I've got Gotham Knights videos. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, and they uh, cut views, which was interesting. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Gotham Knights. Okay, maybe I'll do more of that. But um, yes, yeah, so that's where you can find me. I also have an email. It's called DustinCaldwellTwitch at gmail.com. And then the... Twitter for Adapter Pals, just called at Adapter Pals. Correct, correct. You can also go to adaptpalspod at gmail.com. And what you're going to do there, big announcement time. Here we go. We should have done it before the plugs. Here we go. Who cares? Next week. It's it's the final episode of Adapter Pals for a Final episode for like two months. We'll be back in like January sometime. Yeah. Um, Or February. I think last time Whatever we said we January, said last year, and then it was and then February. it was March. Um, oh, it was probably March. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're doing our big final episode of the year, just because we've both got quite busy December's. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing a big awards episode, and it's going to be kind of like a best worst adaptations of the year, and also mixed in with like awards for various adaptations. So like God of War, for example. Not necessarily an adaptation, but maybe I sneak in an award for most disappointing game ever. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's uh, if we keep it on theme, it's uh, worst adaption of the gear system. Yeah, God of War. So it's just going to be stuff like that. We're going to be talking about like our favorite and our least favorite sort of uh, adaptation related stuff, and it's probably to going to be a fucking long one. So look and a forward mess. to that. It's going to oh, be a mess, a mess, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, oh, look, looking forward to doing that. It's going to take a week of planning things, but um, maybe even two. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll see. If but it the main come thing out next week will be the week after. The main thing is, uh, if you have an adaption that you want called out, or in a good way or a bad way, mm-hmm. uh, send your own little awards. You know, if you've got an award for best video game adaption, worst video game adaption, hell, if you just want to talk about something good or bad throughout the year your favorite your least favorite whatever it may be send it in send it into the uh emails all the emails and twitters below but just in case at adaptpals on twitter or adaptpalspod at gmail.com and yeah look forward to the awards episode the what are we gonna call them i have no idea we gotta like the adapter pallies (laughs) (laughs) that's awful Uh, it'll be something we'll figure it out it'll be funny with all that if you've got a name for it, email to <laughs> Send that in. But uh, I do think I hear a theme coming Here in. Here it comes. So thank you for listening. My God, I'm just going through the Adaptive Pals email. Just all these weird... I keep trying to block them. Anyways, thank you for listening to Adaptive Pals. Mm. See you next time. Bye.